everybody. You are listening to the Tough Like a Girl podcast. I'm Vera. And I'm Liz. And this has been the podcast where we take a look at graphic novels and trade collections with female protagonists. And this, uh, sorry to kind of spring it on people uh, without a warning, but this is actually going to be our final episode. Um, if I think if we're being completely honest, we were kind of slowly losing steam on it. And then just a lot of logistics have made it impractical. Yeah, we'll, we'll miss you and we'll keep reading graphic novels. Um, but yeah, I think we have a lot of other things on our plate right now. And yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah. So uh, I'm sorry that I couldn't give anybody any kind of heads up. Uh, like in a more ideal world, this would we would have said at the end of the previous episode. And like, you know, we could have maybe read nice uh, fan correspondence. Still feel free to write those. They just won't be read on air. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is going to be kind of a little bit of a look back, a little bit of an overview. We're not straight up doing a repeat of our 50th episode where we did our top and bottom fives, but we are going to talk about, you know, highlights, things that we were happy to discover, that we really enjoyed, that we didn't, um, things that we would have liked to have gotten to, but didn't, and, and just kind of have a little bit of a freeform conversation. Uh, along those lines. Woohoo. <laughs> so I, I, I know you have notes, so I don't know if by your, by your, the order you've done notes in, if they lend themselves to starting at a certain place or not. I just have like categories mainly with lists because that's how my brain often works. Um, okay. Uh, what, what are your categories? Um, so things I use that list that you sent me of things we were possibly going to cover but didn't get to that I would have liked to cover. And that was my first one because that came up first and then added some things to it. So well why don't, why don't we start there? Like I'm not going to go through the the entire list of potential things that we had on the possibilities docket, partially because a lot of them were honestly just characters who I know have had books. So like a lot of superhero characters where I was like, if we decide to do that, I'll just find a volume that makes sense. Um, but we did have some specific stuff on there too. What what was some stuff that that you would have liked us to have gotten to? Um, well, so something I realized looking through my choices and what I had really liked in terms of characters, I I do like a lot of the more like DC and Marvel characters that we explored. So I wanted to see more of those. Um, like Catwoman, though, I remember we had discussed like the bad 90s era Catwoman and doing that. And I think I would have had fun taking the crap out of that. So I've I've got like, oh, it would that would have been good. It, it, I have that. It's like a double length Elseworlds issue that's like set in medieval times. And like she's a cat. Oh, I think I read that. Like I have it. <laughs> I had it for years. I don't know where it is now, but yeah, that would have been something. I do like Catwoman and I know, I mean, like I, I really like the Michelle Fye for Catwoman. I know she's not a great example or your favorite, but like that was one of the first superheroines I was introduced to. So I mean, look, she was, she was uh seminal in many people's um, coming of age story. Yeah, I mean, it's Michelle Pfeiffer. 
Yes. Something where it's like Michelle Pfeiffer for you, you it's know? Michelle Pfeiffer with a whip. Yeah. <laughs> Leather. Yeah. And like the hair escaping from the outfit by the end. Yeah. And in tall boots. Yeah. Yep. Look, I, I, <laughs> I don't like Batman Returns as a Batman movie. But there's there's stuff add that, that oh, I gotta add that to my Christmas movie list again. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, you can, you can. Yep, it's a Christmas movie. It's more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard is. Yeah, it is actually. But... <laughs> uh, so yeah, those were some. Um, oh yeah, other ones. So Supergirl. Um, we never did get to Supergirl. Yeah. No, that's which is interesting because I do like her. Um, Birds of Prey, since I love that movie. Speaking of movies, um, just a lot of good characters too that I want to know more about. Black Canary, Tank Girl, which I'm surprised we didn't get to in a way. Yeah, uh, for for the listeners, we did, we she Liz had already seen it, um, but we did watch the movie on our own time, which I hadn't seen before. You that's what you hadn't seen before. That's something, boy. That, that sure is a thing. <laughs> it is that. Let's go with that. <laughs> it is. Yeah. No, that was like, I watched that probably around the time it came out, like <laughs> early teens. Speaking of things that, you know, were important in your <laughs> early awakenings, Tank Girl was another. Yep, that tracks um spider gwen uh lazarus which i wasn't sure what it was about but i was intrigued by um i'm assuming it has something to do with the lazarus pits but i'm no actually that's not a superhero property i forget i forget what it is now um no that's like an independent thing okay well anyways (laughs) there's a handful of things on that list that like i have since forgotten what they are that's fair. Uh, Harley Quinn. You seem very like we 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 keep visiting various like birds of prey and things like that <laughs> entities. Um, Storm and Lady Death. I know uh, had written down. Lady Death would have been. <laughs> I've never actually read any of her books, so I don't know if they're any good. But based off her visual design. She had the potential to be of Witchblade caliber. So I don't know. Maybe at some point we should revisit some of these just to hear me. <laughs> my commentary, my sweet, sweet commentary. If at if at some point in the future, not on a monthly schedule, if we want to throw something together and maybe it'll go up in the break room of geeks, which is one of my YouTube channels, like maybe I'm not going to rule it out. But I think. Like, again, I don't know what the actual content of the book is. I actually don't even really know the tone of Lady Death. I just know what she looks like. Oh, boy. And it... I was was flipping through, like, all the things to revisit, and I came across the cover for Witchblade, and I just... (laughs) Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the thing. Uh, Um, Now, like, I think you... It wasn't on this podcast, but I think you more than got back at me for that with breaking me with Riverdale. 
Yeah. I, well, I still haven't explained the superpowers to you. So, like, oh my God. I forgot they got superpowers. Got superpowers. You just wait. You I j- just before we started recording, I just finished editing the third part of you explaining River Vale to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the thing. Oh my God. Oh, wow. You're even rubbing your eyes just thinking <laughs> about it. And I haven't even said anything about. All you had to say was Riverdale superpowers. And I. Oh, there's I, multiple eye rubs. I, I, I need I need something stronger than water at the idea. I'm, I'm drinking water, too. <laughs> yeah. The poison, the patriarchy. Oh, that's a good glass. Yes. Yeah, I'm finally finding all my things. Slowly but surely, not all of them. I, I'm down a skirt that I need to <laughs> over, so I ordered a new one. Anyway, uh, Liz, Liz just moved into her first condo for my first for listen homeowner experience. Yeah, yes, it is very nice. It's very big, like double the space of my tiny, tiny apartment. Hmm. Well. All right. And then there was a couple other ones that I knew of. Um, So it keeps coming across lists and things, but it's, I think, a little too old for my students from what I understand. But Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me, which is supposed to be like a a queer, you know, same sex relationship, very heavy on the romantic drama one. (laughs) Not sure if heart stoppers would count either, but I keep hearing about that too. People that. are still telling me to watch that, which like I'm sure it's good, but like I'm just I'm so over high school nonsense. There's too much stuff to watch in general. There's that too, yeah. Yeah. Um uh the other one that is on the Golden Dome list this year that I'll probably eventually get to. Um, we do have it, but it's been out. A lot of things are out. Our Golden Dome books are doing really well this year. Uh, is The Legend of Auntie Poe, um, which I guess is um, about a Chinese-American girl living like in a lumbering camp. And she's reimagining like Paul Bunyan folktales with the Chinese heroine. That's all I know about it, but sounds intriguing. Um, and then gender queer itself, um, since you know, created quite a lot of controversy, but I haven't actually read it. Came came up when I uh, when I did my uh, overview of uh, book challenges in this country because boy, did they really hate that one. Yeah, no, I'm I'm guessing it will make the list for a while. I think it might even be the new um, Melissa. Who knows. Yeah, I mean, plus it's not only got the LGBTQIA stuff going for it, but it's a graphic novel, so it's like a double whammy for them. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, uh, in addition to some of the stuff that you mentioned, some things that like I would have liked to have gotten to, some of which I even like have. Um, uh, we never got around to Promethea, which is an Alan Moore book. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I would have liked to have done simply because, you know, it's Alan Moore. He's a really big name in comics. And I would have, I haven't reread Promethean ages, so I don't know if it's as good as I remember it, mm-hmm. but I would have been really curious to get your view on that. Um, 
I, I, I think it would have been cool if we, if we could have gotten to the old guard. Now, yeah, I, I was thinking of that. I don't think I saw it on the list, but if I did, I like erased it. But yeah, I do. They are making another movie of that, right? They are making another movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I've, I've reviewed it on my own in, in the break room of geeks, uh, the first two volumes, but like it, w- it would have been a real good fit. That's, that's a good book. Um, there was one I picked up actually from Bear Pond Books one time when we were just in there. There are a couple I still have too, like a yeah. Wizard of Oz one. The, but there was one that I picked up in there and it looked potentially fascinating, but I kept, I kept putting it off because it also looked really depressing. Uh, <laughs> Not what we needed. No, uh, it's called She Could Fly. And it just, I'd like flipping through it. I'm like, this seems fascinating and potentially really insightful and really freaking like psychologically dark. And I'm not, <laughs> I, I haven't been in a place where I've wanted to do a close examination of it. So we just kept getting bumped. Um, and another one that I had that I, I remember loving when I read, when I read this and I would have had to have made an argument because I think it would have gotten in on a technicality, mm-hmm. um, but it's called Saga, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, which is Brian K. Vaughn, who we've read a few things by because um, he did uh, he did the Mystique volume that we read. I think he also did Paper Girls, um, but Saga is like I mean, it's it's space opera is is what it is. But it like it's about a couple, and I know. I'm mentioning that one. I know normally it's like either a female lead or a team with more than half women, but technically it's narrated by their at the start of the novel unborn daughter. So I was going to count that. Okay. Yeah. But that that was a lot of fun. We never did get around to that. That one I kept getting bummed because we had already done other Brian K. Vaughn stuff. So I didn't want to overload on his work. That was why that one kept getting bumped. But the, those those were ones I would have liked to have gotten to. Cool. Yes. Um, let's talk about the category I called barf. Which <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like or things I really didn't like. There, uh, There's also just a lot of things where I was like, I don't remember that at all. i I was i was looking back through our our um past episodes and there was a handful of them where i was like oh okay yeah i guess i guess we did that um so most of them i think showed up on my worst of for the 50th episode but Mm -hmm. to revisit and a lot of them were just like a lot of it was like it tried too hard to be weird or edgy or something. I mean, like, should should we just, should we just get it uh, out there right now? I hate fairyland. Also a little bit like far West. I feel Uh, like. See, I still have a soft spot for that one, but like, I'm not, I'm not going to defend it either. Um, Paper girls. It had that awful character. Oh, she was terrible. I, and I think just for that alone, I was going to get on there. Um, I, and then the rest of it, I don't remember well. Um, Wonder Woman Earth One. I'm I'm really annoyed that we didn't like have a good proper Wonder Woman story 
you know, we did the one that was uh, aimed at a younger readership, which was pretty good. And then we did Earth One, which was that one, yeah, later. not great. Nope, it wasn't. Um, yeah, I feel like the the younger one took the bad taste out of my mouth enough because I was like pleasantly surprised by that. So yeah, I I think I, a good balance. I I am glad we got to that one. Thank goodness, uh, Earth One wasn't the only Wonder Woman one we did. Holy cow! Yeah, um, I also had like Kira, Alien, Jungle Girl down. Oh yeah, that like, and that didn't even have that. Just based on title, it just had to be fun and B movie, but it couldn't even quite pull that off. No, it was weird. Um, yeah. And then, of course, there was Ghost in the Shell, and oh. we not forget Witchblade. <laughs> Which I'm boy, pretty the art or the stupid protagonist, like take your pick, but they were both pretty awful. I'm pretty sure Witchblade was the only one that we actually got to that I went in positive you were going to hate it, but convinced you would hate it entertainingly. Um, the, so, the other, the I other ones that we didn't like, it wasn't the intention to not like them. Ah, uh, what were the other ones that you expected to like, but then you were like, Oh no. Ghost in the shell was a slog. Yeah. That that was frustrating because I love that movie so much. And even like um, some of the anime series that uh, that came about later, uh, Standalone Complex um, was real good stuff. And that and that movie was like for a long time was my favorite anime movie, period. Yeah, you know, you still haven't seen it. it that was one of the things that was on the perpetual. I'll show you <laughs> this eventually. There's a fair number of things on that movie list, too. Um but, um, and there's still, I've, I've moved on from it, but there's still parts of it that I think are amazing. And the, the original manga, let me put it this way, the stuff that the, uh, the movie chose to not do, I'm like, good call. Pretty much across the board, good call. Yeah, it's interesting when like things actually end up better in like TV or the movies. Like having just watched the first season of, um, the flight attendant and being like, I like this better than the book. <laughs> there are a number of ways that can happen. I would imagine at least part of it with the flight attendant is if you get a, an appropriately likable actor, they can bring a, a likability to a character that didn't read well on the page. I'm also trying to remember with that one, if they had one of the characters in the book because I don't remember him. I think they added him for the TV show and he was like one of my favorite characters. And yeah, a lot of it was the acting. The acting was really, really good in that. And like the changes they made, it wasn't things where I was like, oh, they should change this. But like the changes they made, I was like, oh, I really like what they're doing here. I really like how they've added to this character, how they've altered this. And like, and then they did change the ending, which I did really want them to change. So <laughs> that was very good. I remember you going off about that ending. Oh, that ending. <laughs> In the book. So yeah. if you've seen the TV show, good TV show, at least season one. So I'll, I'll get around to season two. But yeah, the thing with the Ghost in the Shell movie is that like stuff that was partially cut just because we don't have the time for all these elements. So like, mm -hmm. and some of it was plot logistics and some of it was just, let's just aim for a more consistent tone than yeah. the comic had. I'm like, okay, the stuff you chose to just cut, 
it just made the whole, it just made what you kept better for the absence of all the rest of it. Um, yeah, I hate Fairyland was probably the most pain. I would say Ghost in the Shell was the most disappointing and probably the hardest to get through because damn, that book was thick. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate Fairyland was probably just the most painful be- in terms of how early on I realized I didn't like it. Yep. Because I, I did, I held on hope for a little bit with Ghost in the Shell, like hoping like it would find its footing and it kind of did, like it still had moments here and there, but it never really did find its footing. But I held out hope for that a lot longer. Whereas I hate Fairyland, I gave up, I think, probably about halfway through the second issue of, of out of the five that are in the volume. I'm like, oh, and I still have to read all the rest of this. <laughs> yeah, not great. No. Um, so the other categories I had were some mentions for arts. And then I had one that was called fun for the youngers and then just great characters. Do you have a preference what we do next? Um. Well, why don't we do what? Let's just go in the order you got. Why don't we? Why don't we do art? Okay, so art was um, again some of the best art I think was Elegy Batwoman. I, Elegy. I knew I knew that. that. Was so pretty. That that was that was gorgeous art. Yeah, and that was a good book. I like even aside from that, that was gorgeous art. I I have to say too, having seen the Batwoman TV series, which I still recommend. Um, Alice is just a really great villain, both in that series, in the like TV series, and in the comic books. So she's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, really good. I mean, it's it's interesting because like they kept her around even after like the switch in actors for Batwoman, even though it's like, you don't really have an excuse, but I get it because she's kind of like one of your best characters. So you want to keep her around. <laughs> um, anyway, so that was beautiful. Um, the DC bombshells artwork was fun and kind of pinuppy in that style. And I want to give a shout out to Coraline just for being so stylistically different from the movie in terms of the artwork and just being like doing the creepy well. So creepy kid art. Uh, I think I need to give one negative art uh, highlight other than Witchblade, um, Mm -hmm. which is Alias. Because. Oh, yeah. I remember you complaining about that nonstop. That art, especially like and. Honestly, it wasn't even the individual images. It was the use. It was the use of photocopied and Xeroxed panels. <laughs> and it was the overall layout of the thing. Almost completely put me off what was otherwise a good book. But I really loathed that art. And you could never read her expression. Mm-hmm. Partly because it never changed because they just Xeroxed panel to panel. <laughs> I really, I really couldn't stand it. Um, I might unfor- striping a little bit eventually. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, one of the books I would really like to play, praise the art for, I am going to not, I'm not even going to say what it is, just because we found out later that the artist is kind of a scumbag. Oh, oh yeah. So, like, if you if you listened for everything and have stuck with us, then you know what I'm referring to, but I'm going to leave it at that. Um I'm not sure, other than Elegy, I'm not sure I had one that like truly bowled me over um, mm-hmm. on the art. Um, but I will tell you, I think in many ways, the one that 
just kind of stuck with me in terms of it coming from a creator that I, um, I really like and, um, you know, seeing their early days was Demona. Yay. Yes. And, uh, and, and also sort of the, the side effect of, um, of, of the fact that it was a web, uh, comic done over years was the fact that you could see the art get better just That's over, true. just over the course of reading. And additional thing, my kiddo has now read that. Nimona? Yes. What does kiddo think? She liked it. Nimona was her favorite character. Nimona, I knew she would like Nimona as a character a lot because Nimona is right up her alley in terms of um, kind of chaotic, not mm-hmm. bad person, but slightly evil. Like Yeah, she does like her leaning towards villainry kind of character. Yeah, that's kind of her wheelhouse. So yeah, she she liked she liked it a lot. Yeah. Yep. Um well speaking of, I was gonna say like the fun for youngers group. And with Nimona, I wouldn't say way younger. Um, there's like a bunch of them where I was like, this is more for like late elementary into high school. And I would put Nimona up there. Yep. Still one of my favorites. Um, Coraline, I definitely would that that perpetually goes out at my middle school um now and then um more so than the actual novel um all's fair in middle school i don't even know where our copy is right now of that um, that that was a good one i did enjoy that one yeah that was fun um and snapdragon which won um last year at not overall for the state i think it might have come in second but for our school it was the most popular which i because it's got like you know queerness in it and haha to all the like homophobic and transphobic parents queerness and witchery and um Um, i i I need to get my own copy of that because i actually think kiddo would like that one too oh i think so it has been very popular with our kids and like i've also like revisiting some of the kids that have mentioned it i'm like hmm i wonder if your folks know you've read this (laughs) (laughs) For our listeners out there, it's been a year for me in terms of dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know that like this, I don't think it's inappropriate for younger age, but I'm still going to put my obligatory shout out for Prince and the Dressmaker. Yep. I had that down too. Um, Yeah, that seems to be pretty popular across the board. And a lot of these I'm actually about to launch into with the kids um, as graphic novel possibilities. So that includes Nimona, The Prince and the Dressmaker, Snapdragon, kind of because we're taking like an equity approach with graphic novels. Yep. Um, And then El Defo as well. So that that was another good one. I saw the... um the the few episodes of the tv show that happened for that it's cute oh what is that on it's on apple tv so like i had it briefly on a free trial so oh i didn't get to it there's a lot now that like is kid related stuff where they're like oh have you seen this and i'm like that's a tv show and they're like yeah (laughs) and i'm like oh okay so just just hope it isn't on hbo max because it might be gone now yeah um 
And then there's just a lot of fun stuff for the youngers. Like Katie, the cat sitter was good. Um, yeah, that's currently out. Um, probably will be like, it's, that's an interesting one because it's not, it was cute too. the kid who checked it out recently. We were talking about it and he's like, I didn't think I would like it, but he's like, it's pretty funny. He's like, it I, is, that, like it. <laughs> I was surprised how funny I found that book. Yeah. He was like, it's pretty good. <laughs> I'm like, I know, buddy. I'm like, he's like, I'm going to finish it. I'm like, I, I figured as much. Um, and then Phoebe and her unicorn. I think another kiddo just returned that and was like, this is fun. I really liked it. And that is, That's a fun book too. Yeah. Very Kelvin and Hobbes. Like, yeah. Yeah. It feels, it feels like very much inspired and in, in, in that same vein. Space dumplings for <laughs> weird, you know, whale poop, whale and poop, environmentalism at the same time, you know. Who says you can't have both? And a great father figure too. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was really good. good. Like I need to revisit that one, and I don't even know where a copy. That's another one where I'm like, I probably should get another copy of that. Oh, I might need to write that down since I'm doing an order. Uh, I'm gonna spend too much of our money soon. Um, and then Diana again yeah princess of the amazons which was really like my first wonder woman book really good though and far better <laughs> the grown-up one we read oh yeah the earth one was I had high hopes for that it was not good uh, yeah yeah that was that was very early on too was that our first one no, Batgirl year one was the first. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I think it was within the first year or so. It, yeah, um, it was definitely it was definitely early on. And then for in terms of great characters um, that we that I just like a lot of them, again, were coming from like the Marvel DC. So She-Hulk, um, the meta I, stuff. And I'm, I'm glad that we that we got to do two different versions of She-Hulk, the the more recent stuff and then the, the late 80s version and. And just I like the most though. Yeah. And I did like the TV show. I, I just wished it was a little more focused. Um, I, I wish they had gotten a legal consultant. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Like I'm not saying I needed to be hundred percent accurate, but we, like we didn't need my cousin Vinny levels of accuracy. Well, but... I mean, I can point to my cousin Vinny and go, being accurate doesn't make it not funny. God, that shit, that movie's so good. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, so that was, she was good. Squirrel Girl. Uh-huh. Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Spider Woman. Yeah, that, yeah, that was a good one. That was a pleasant surprise. Faith was good. Yeah, Faith was another one that I wasn't sure how it was going to be. But once I actually read it, I'm like, this, actually, this is quite good. And I like I like her as a character a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. These are all characters I really liked and probably elevated like what they were in a little bit more, even though it might not have been my favorite. I'm like, this is a good character. Um, Misty, Misty Knight. <laughs> Daughters of the Dragon, yeah. Daughters of the Dragon. I couldn't think of it for a minute there. Um, the Rat Queens as a set. Yeah, we, we yes, the, the, those characters... That's it's like the best chaotic D and D adventuring adventuring party ever. They were a lot of fun. Death, and again, <laughs> shout out to her and the sh the TV show too. Just 
Great yeah. character. Yep. Just a great character. And then for best pairing, I'm going to give it to Luna, Moon Girl, and her devil dinosaur. Because they were so cute together. And who I think anytime there was like an animal sidekick, it made me happy. Whether it's dog, cat, like in Snapdragon, that little doll. With good boy. Good boy. Oh, speaking of, I want to see Archie again. (laughs) We'll figure that uh, after we wrap up. Okay. I think that was about all I was going to say. But yeah, we, we, we think more positive than negative all in all. Yeah. I think like. Oh, sorry. A lot of the early stuff I think we hit was not that great but then I was looking through like the most recent like 30 or so and I was like a lot of this was good to like decent so yeah I think it was pretty rare for us to hit a total clunker <laughs> yeah so, so I, think, I think I think we had a good run yes wow thank you everybody for joining us on this and um, I don't, we don't have any plans for any new projects or anything like that. So, um, this will be closing out for the time being, barring future announcements, our time on the Fire and Water Network. So thank you to them for hosting us. So, um, hope everyone stays well out there and thanks again. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Tough Like a Girl is a Council of Geeks production and is presented on the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Comments can be left at fireandwaterpodcast.com and you can support the network by finding Fire and Water Podcast Network on Patreon. This particular show enjoys support from Carolyn and Brian Linton. Our logo art was created by Nick Buxom and our theme music is by Erica Dreisbach. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>